Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the our short-form series of Vegas TMI podcast for the city of Las Vegas. I'm Shane. And I'm Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, Shane. Now, on this episode, we're going to look into two questions that we've had to find the answers to. This is the series where we answer questions that we get from you, the listeners, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you send us a message, and we get a lot of them. So we're doing this podcast, and what are we dealing with today, Jen? We are dealing with frozen fire hydrants and short-term rentals. Jen, there's something I've been meaning to ask you. What the is up with fire hydrants freezing? Is that even a thing? Well... Maybe. It depends on where you live. So recently, there was a water main break downtown that caused minor roadway flooding as we experienced unseasonably cold weather for us here in southern Nevada. A fire hydrant was being installed, which led some to wonder if Las Vegas Fire and Rescue has an issue putting out fires if fire hydrants freeze. Okay, so spoiler alert, they don't freeze. We use dry hydrants here, which I found is different than the dry hydrants that I'm used to where I grew up in Alabama, uh, there's no water in the hydrant when it is off, meaning it won't freeze when temperatures drop. The water's actually in a pipe uh, way down below the surface that insulates it from the cold air. And our firefighters check our hydrants once yearly, and we maintain them ourselves. We even have a special hydrant maintenance truck and crew, which was a surprise to us. They are fixed immediately when we receive word that they have been damaged. And fun fact, if the hydrant is yellow, it is a public fire hydrant that we maintain. If the fire hydrant is red, it is a privately owned hydrant, and the owner is required by fire code to keep it maintained themselves. So red hydrants are usually on private property or on the street in front of the property where the person who purchased it maintains it. So the hydrants that you see on TV where the car hits it and the water spews out, that won't happen. They have water all the way up to the top of the barrel, under pressure, ours don't. You have to turn them on by the valve. If you do see a leaky one, uh, something's wrong with the valve and you will contact our Las Vegas Fire and Rescue Department. They are the ones that fix that, not Public Works. Yeah, and we don't use those here because, of course, we do have the possibility of freezing temperatures here in the wintertime. I guess maybe L.A. doesn't, although it does seem like it seems like in the news that it gets pretty cold there. So I don't know. I've seen snow and hail. Yeah, you never know. Um, But we always brag about our awesome winter weather, and daytime temps are usually nice in the 50s and 60s here in December, January, and February. But it can and does get cold at night, especially during periods of lower than normal temperatures. Recently, temps dipped into the high 20s at night, so it's not completely isolated, but not super common either. Yep. Did you get snow at your house? I did not. And I live kind of more on the side of town where we would get snow, kind of more in the Henderson area. So So now you know. Higher elevation. Even in the winter, you don't have to worry If it's cold outside, your house catches fire, fire hydrants will still work. So that's the magic of our dry hydrants. And if you ever see a problem with one, contact your fire department. We invite the community to celebrate Black History Month with a variety of events in January and February. The city has participated in Black History Month activities in many ways over the last 40 years, and this year is no exception. From a basketball tournament and dive-in movie to a supply drive, art exhibits, and a fish fry, there is something for all ages and interests. Visit lasvegasnevada.gov news for more information on an event near you. So thanks for that announcement, Jen. Now for our next topic... 
I'm almost kind of afraid to ask this, but what the is up with short-term rentals? Oh, short-term rentals. We definitely got a lot of questions on this because regulations have changed a few times over the years. But at the December 5th, 2018 City Council meeting, new regulations were passed pertaining to short-term rentals. And now a short-term rental is defined as anything less than 30 days, on, and especially on sites like Airbnb. But short-term rentals are now only permitted if the owner is present in the home, including overnight, and they must be three bedrooms or less. They also must be 660 feet away from another short-term rental and comply with licensing regulations pertaining to things like noise and parking. And don't forget, short-term rentals are still illegal in some master plan communities like Sky Canyon in the Northwest. So just because city council does allow short-term rentals in some cases, this doesn't change the fact that some master plan communities have banned them a long time ago. So you definitely want to do your research. And short-term rentals are illegal everywhere else in Clark County, including the city of Anderson and unincorporated Clark County, which includes neighborhoods around the Strip. So this has been a contentious, ongoing issue for our city council and governments around the country. Here in southern Nevada, there are thousands of homes listed on Airbnb at any one time. So to the average viewer, you probably wouldn't even know that it's illegal in many parts of southern Nevada. It's hard to stay on top of this enforcement issue. In some of the older parts of town, especially, tourists would rent out large houses with lots of bedrooms and party there all weekend. And residents in the area just didn't like it and made sure that their voices were heard by participating in a variety of public meetings leading up to this last meeting. Yeah. And even if you run a short-term rental legally, it's still not allowed for parties and weddings and things like that. So very strict requirements. If you do meet them and you want to list your home, then you're going to submit for a conditional use verification and submit for your business license. Now, as part of that business licensing process, the applicant will have to have a home inspection performed by a member of our code enforcement. It costs $500 annually plus a $50 processing fee, and you may still appear before city council. And short-term residential rentals have been approved in various ways since 2008 here in the city. This most recent change has made these approved locations non-conforming, which is a planning term basically for grandfathered status. So that means when most of these ones that we've already licensed go away or the owner changes, they will not be able to be replaced with new operators without them going through the process if they're applicable. But if your home was approved under old regulations, you can still operate as long as you don't get any violations. So hopefully that's a little clearer. Now, if you're having an issue with a short-term rental in your neighborhood, you can direct your complaints to the short-term residential rental complaint hotline. That's a mouthful. Ooh, that's a nice government term. 702-229-3500. Calls should be placed while the disturbance is occurring so that staff can get out there and document exactly what's happening. It's not going to do you a lot of good if you wait till the party's over, call the next day, something like that. They've got to get there and catch them in the act. And unfortunately, most of the calls that come into our hotline are for homes that are not in the city limits. So you can check the location at lasvegasnevada.gov slash city limits and see if you actually live in the city of Las Vegas. Yeah, and the city council is still looking at new ways of managing short-term rentals in the city and future amendments may be presented in the near future. So we'll have to see what happens. But for now, they are only permitted in very, very limited circumstances. And you definitely don't want to get caught running an unlicensed short-term rental. I mean, we've seen city council recently give fines for people in the tens of thousands of dollars. So you definitely don't want to mess around with it. It's just not worth it. 
So it's a tricky, ongoing, constantly changing issue that's going to be a, a real big focus as uh, you know the trends in society change. This issue is not going away anytime soon. And if you want to hear more about it, you can listen to a past episode where we took a deep dive into this topic. Go to lasvegasnevada.gov slash podcast, and you can get details on short-term rentals at lasvegasnevada.gov slash short-term. So thanks for joining us while we asked what the, on two important topics. You can catch up on past episodes at lasvegasnevada.gov slash podcast, or use the hashtag VegasTMI to submit a question for a future episode. You can subscribe to us on the Google Play Music Store, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're probably there. We'll see you next time.